what a joy it is just to be together this way. We may be separated, but let me just tell you, we are together in this season. We may be separated physically, but we are united in our prayers. We are united in the love of God. We are united in mission. And uh, we just pray that this will be a beautiful weekend. Uh, we're going to be with our online services that you're a part of right now. You may be close enough on Sunday, weather permitting, uh, 9 o'clock and 11 o'clock, a 45-minute drive-in service right here. And if you're wondering about the weather, go to the church Facebook page. And uh, if the weather doesn't cooperate, we'll let you know that way. Of course, we're celebrating this weekend, Mother's Day weekend, because mothers matter. If you didn't have a mother, you wouldn't be here. And we're going to talk about the importance of motherhood in the midst of this pandemic. Mothers are the MVP of this season of quarantine. And uh, I hope you grew up in a good family. But I know that our audience is large enough that it represents a cross-section. The good, the bad, the ugly, the very ugly. And it may be that you came out of a very ugly, ugly or mediocre home, but we all should have a desire in the generation that we're in to pass on to the next generation goodness. And that's what we're going to be talking about this weekend as we talk about parenting through pandemic. Parenting through pandemic. I want you to know that we are praying with you and for you, that God will help you, strengthen you, encourage you. And uh, while we're together today, um, I hope you're giving the gift of security to your home and to your family. I, I had the blessing. I didn't earn it. I didn't deserve it. But I grew up in a good family that was filled with love. Um, I'm so thankful to, for decisions that were made in my family, even in generations before me, to be followers of Jesus Christ. I think that's been an incredible blessing. Uh, I just happened to be there under the plan of God in this very good family. And one of the great gifts they gave, of many gifts, was the gift of security. No matter what was happening in culture, society, in our community, I always felt secure. I remember one Christmas, uh, we were sitting there for breakfast. We're getting ready to celebrate a great day. Kids are always very excited. We were young kids. And the phone rang, and we thought it would be like, Merry Christmas, greetings. We answered, Merry Christmas. And then... Uh, just watched the demeanor of my mother's face change because she was receiving the news that her mother had passed from this life into the next life. She was home to be with the Lord. We all cried around the table. We, we, we wept because it was sad news. And it could have been a day that was just, well, written off. After crying together as a family, I remember my parents, they excused themselves. They went to their room. They, I'm sure they prayed. They talked. They gathered themselves, and they came out, and we celebrated Christmas. They created 
stability for us in the midst of a very stormy emotional day. So much so that when we went back to school and we were asked by our teachers, uh, write about your Christmas break. One of the boys wrote, our grandmother died on Christmas and we had a party. Because we had this sense of we were grieving, yeah, but we were moving on. Security is one of the greatest gifts that we can give to our children in the midst of difficulty. And we know that this season can be difficult. We are in a series called Quarantine. We are studying, studying the, the inspired writings of Paul as he's quarantined. He's in prison writing to his friends. The letter in the Bible is called Philippians. And uh, we're going to break away from chapter by chapter study. We'll get back to it next week as we're in chapter 4. We're going to look at some truth from God's Word to help mothers, fathers, grandparents, community leaders. We all have a responsibility to pass on goodness and grace to the next generation, even when parenting is hard, even when times get tough. And I know that this weekend can be a tough weekend for for people, uh, people that Um, have had expectations in their life that really haven't been good or or didn't come to be. Uh, For example, as someone that's recently been through a miscarriage, this can be an incredibly difficult weekend. The woman that's found out that she, she can't conceive and have biological children, it can be a very difficult weekend. To the person that has lost their mother, this can be a difficult weekend. Or, or even to the mother that's lost a child, this can be a difficult weekend. To uh, the woman that would really like to be married and, and have a family, and she's just wondering, will that ever happen? Or maybe children will not be part of my life experience. It can be difficult. It can be difficult for the woman that's been through the pain of abortion or the woman that's given up her child for adoption or, or the mother that just feels totally overwhelmed. They, they don't feel qualified to be a mother. They, they just like to get off the train and get on a cruise boat that would take them somewhere where they could be nurtured. This can be a difficult weekend. And we're talking about the pandemic. <laughs> don't have panic in the pandemic. The very word pandemic comes from the Greek word pan, endemic. Pan, which comes from the Greek God, pan, mischief, upset, turmoil, endemic meaning people. It's when people are panicked. That's pandemic. And I'm hoping that in the midst of pandemic, you are not panicking as a parent. That the, literally the spirit behind pandemic, and there is. Pan, a idolatrous Greek God whose name has made it into this season, can disrupt with stress and anxiety, and in the midst of this situation, parenting can be very challenging. So we're going to look at some some truth, some faith-filled truth from God's Word, because in the midst of pressure, let me ask you this question, are are you focusing on things that will get you through, or are you folding? In the midst of stress and pressure, people will focus They'll focus their faith, their attention, 
or they just fold, they crumble. And our prayer is that you would find a path towards God, that he will pour strength into you and help into you during this difficult season. So here are some things uh, that we just want to talk about, we want to focus on. I want to focus with you on this. I want to focus on practicing peace. Practicing peace in the midst of pandemic. And let me just say, peace doesn't just happen by accident. It has to be purposeful and pursued. Practicing peace. I love these words that come to us again from Paul's prison when he's quarantined, still filled with joy. If you read the book, you find that. And he gives us these words, inspired truth, as he says, uh, don't be anxious about anything. I've been thinking about that a lot during these days. This verse has been one I've been repeating to myself in the midst of stress and turmoil. Don't let anxiety be your focus. How do we overcome that? Well, by prayer and supplication. The word supplication is, is another word for prayer. It means petition. Some scholars translate it petition, prayer and petition. Literally what he's saying, watch this. He's saying, okay, when anxiety is upon us, pray and pray again. Or I'd say it like this. Pray and keep on praying. And how do we pray? With thanksgiving. We pray, we pray again with thanksgiving, and then let your requests be made known. What's that? That's another recall for us to pray. So literally what he's saying is pray, pray again with thanksgiving. That's an important anchor and keep on praying. So in this short exhortation to overcome anxiety, he says pray, pray again, make sure it's with thanksgiving and keep on praying. So what would I say? Pray, pray again. Be filled with thanksgiving and keep on praying. I would just, here's something I practice, so I'm just going to suggest it to you. You've heard about taking a deep breath. I think that's good when panic and pandemonium is breaking out. Taking a deep breath is good. But what if you attach prayer uh, to your breath? It's just a breathing prayer. I feel tension, anxiety. Take a deep breath. Let it out. And under my breath, because I can't talk out loud while I'm breathing, neither can you. Under my breath, I'm saying, Lord, I'm thankful. As I inhale, Lord, I'm thankful. And I name the very thing that I need in that moment. Lord, I'm thankful for your peace. I'm thankful for your strength. I'm thankful for your presence. I breathe in with thanksgiving. And then as I exhale, I let go of things. Lord, I breathe in the peace that you have for me and I let go of the anxiety. I breathe in, Lord, your presence. Thank you that you're with me. And I let go of my fears. I breathe in your peace and I let go of my anger. And here's what happens. As you practice prayer and prayer and prayer again with thanksgiving, there is a peace that the scriptures promise us that pass all understanding. And the peace of God, this is a supernatural peace that comes from practicing prayer and prayer and keep on praying with thanksgiving. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. This is a peace that doesn't come from the world. 
and the world can't take it away. It can fill your home. It can fill your heart. It can fill uh, your children's atmosphere and it can do it today. And here's what happens. It brings you peace in your heart, the center of your emotions, and in the mind, the center of your thinking. This is a beautiful practice in the midst of pandemic. Practice peace. And practice this little prayer and prayer and prayer again to push back anxiety with thanksgiving and let the peace of God, even now, let the peace of God Fill your atmosphere. Practice peace in the midst of pandemic. How about this? Be a great homeschool teacher. <laughs> now, have you noticed? Uh, have you noticed that teachers are very much more appreciated? I didn't say that very well, but there's more appreciation. Uh, for teachers now, that parents have their kids at home trying to teach them, and they've got the, the pressure of being a parent, now they've got the pressure of being a teacher as well. And uh, we appreciate all the teachers. I think there's going to be a new appreciation when we get back to school and kids go back again. But there's a responsibility that every parent has to be a homeschooling parent, whether your kids go to public school or private school, or you homeschool them. Every parent is a teacher and a trainer in the things of God. This proverb has so much wisdom for us. Train uh, your children in the way they should go so that as they grow older, they'll be on the right track and they won't depart from it. There's a discipline and a dedication that we need to bring to our children. The word uh, train is, is found five times in the Hebrew Bible. And every other time it's translated dedicate or dedicated. So there's a dedication. Dedicate your children to the way they should go. Now, the way they should go is an interesting uh, concept. Of course, we want to teach the lessons we learn from the scriptures and practice those lessons, those values. But also the way they should go means that internal wiring of your child, the way they were wired, make sure that you are with them, even during this time, that we have some time out with our families, which could be a great thing, to learn the ways of your children, to make sure that you're listening to your children. Turn off the news and take some time with your kids. Be very careful that the news that's running in the background isn't feeding panic in your children. It may not be age appropriate. Maybe you should watch the news after they're in bed. But take some time to listen to their comments, their questions, their concerns, and learn the way they're wired so that you can parent them according to their personality. Sweet Darla Joy and I have four children. They're all different. They're wired differently. They have a way of being. So we want to learn that way so that we can nurture that and teach them the things of God. What are the things we want to teach them? Well, one of the big things we want to teach them is this. Teach them kindness and caring. In this season, during the, the pandemic, make sure you don't get introverted with your family. It's never helpful. Here's what the scripture says. Be kind to one another. 
Teach your children kindness. Teach them in the midst of this not to be self-absorbed, but to be looking to others. Uh, we have been reaching out every week. We're providing meals to our Hope Center. We're opening something up this week. If you have some extra food, you can share it. Maybe you know a specific need, share it. If you'd like to drop food off at the church this week, drop by, drive through under our uh, covered driveway and drop off food. We'll use that food because the needs are growing. And tell your kids, we have some extra. Come with me. Take them on the journey. Bring them. Let them see you sharing. That's teaching your kids to be connected to community because that's what generosity does. Generosity connects you to community. We may be socially practicing safety, but take them for a walk. Get out in your neighborhood. Teach them to wave at your neighbors. Uh, teach them if the, if the garbage can is left at the curb, drag it up to the house. Take the recycle bin up for your neighbors. If there's dog poop on the ground, pick it up. You go, ho, 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 ho. Well, just imagine if you're inside a house and you're watching someone walk by. You always keep an eye on people that walk by your house. And you see them stop. They're not walking a dog. And they scoop down and pick up some dog poop. You're going to think, wow, those are different kind of people. And you're teaching your kids to be connected to greater community through generosity, through caring for each other. The scripture tells us that we shouldn't look out on our own interests. That's important all the time, especially in pandemic when, when there can be a natural introversion to ourself and taking care of ourselves. The Spirit of God calls us to think about the interest of others. One of the things that's been incredibly uh, impressive towards me as we are moving towards Mother's Day is in our planning meetings as we've been thinking about what we could do. Um, if, you, if you know in the last months and you've listened to Pastor Holly, she has spoken here and talked about about three months ago how she and uh, Tommy went through uh, a miscarriage. Very, it's always very painful. And she'd love to be a mother. It was her voice at the training and the, the planning time for our Mother's Day experience. She said, I want to make Mother's Day special for mothers. Let's have some pictures, and they're going to be available. All with social safety in mind, we got a plan. We're going to take pictures of mothers. We're going to give them a special care bag. We're going to, we're going to pamper mothers here on Mother's Day. That all was driven by Pastor Holly's voice at the table. It could be a time that she's looking at the interest of herself. What is she doing? She's practicing caring for others. Generosity connects people to community. That's what is being practiced. And that's what we would like to fill our, our, our culture, our community. And who leads that? I believe it should be Jesus-filled, Jesus-following people. We shouldn't be voices of fear, panic, and conspiracy. We should be voices of love, joy, and peace, caring for each other, teaching our children well, teaching them how to do that. And then I just would like to say this lastly, focus your family on faith. Focus on faith. You, you don't fold. Don't crumble under the pressure. Don't abandon ship. Don't say, let me off the train. Focus on faith. Faith is looking at life and opportunity and uh, 
the world around us through the eyes of the Lord. And the Lord is not panicked. The Lord is not influenced by the Greek god Pan. He's greater than that god. He is the, the god above all gods. And he's not panicked. Faith is looking at the world through his eyes. The Hebrews had this vital scripture as they were raising their families. That it is our responsibility to teach the scriptures to our children. To diligently teach the scriptures to our, our children. And, and when should we do that? Well, you should do it when you're, you're sitting in your house. When you sit down to eat, and I always encourage you, and especially during pandemic time, to eat together, to turn off all the distractions, set down all the cell phones, and have conversation so you can hear each other. Take time to sit with the scriptures. Talk about the Lord. Talk about a verse. Do it in your house when you sit down. Do it on the way when you're walking around your neighborhood. Do it when you lie down, when you put your kids to sleep at night. Tell them a scripture. Tell them a Bible story. When they get up in the morning and you're having breakfast, remind them, maybe write down a scripture on a three-by-five card and memorize it together. Learn the word together and focus on telling the Bible stories. They're stories of faith. Uh, praying, and I encourage you to pray out loud. Pray out loud. Uh, I encourage you to, uh, maybe you haven't memorized scripture since you were a kid. Keep that practice, and this is a great time for you to make the scriptures valuable. It's the Word of God that will overcome anxiety. It's the Word of God that will help you to fight depression. It's the Word of God that will help you to fight off fear. It's the Word of God that will get you through. Timothy, as he was being raised by his primary mother, and grandmother, Lois and Eunice, was taught the Word of God. There was a focus in his life on faith. And Paul writes these words just to his young friend. and He says, when you were a young child, you were raised with a focus on the faith. You were raised to know the Scriptures, the Holy Scriptures, so that that wisdom would lead you to salvation. Of course, that's the desire of all of our hearts, that our children would be led to salvation. And that, that during this time, we would be calling people to focus on faith. I want to pray for your children before we end this message. Or maybe they're far away from God. It's a hard weekend. We want to pray that they will come back into the family of God, into the household of God. I want you to be strong in the Lord. And maybe you're watching and you've been far away from God. You can take a step of faith today to come back into God's family. You can do that. Jesus is the way to God. It's not about religion. It's not about abstract concepts of God. It's about a focus on Jesus. He is the one that takes away all of our sins. Anything that separates you from God. Jesus has already taken care of that on the cross. And he calls you into his family. You may have come from a terrible family, but you could join a good family. And if the church you were raised in was unhealthy, it was not a Jesus-centered church. So just let me know, let me tell you, there are better church, 
churches than the one you grew up in, or there's better experiences for you than the church you grew up in. Focus on Jesus. And I just encourage you to open your heart to Jesus in this moment. And I just pray this prayer. Pray it with me. Jesus, I give you my heart. I turn away from my sins. I receive you as my Savior and my Lord, and I love you. Help me to follow you, Jesus, all the days of my life. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, we'd love to know if there's a way to indicate raising your hand on the device you're on, or if you would like to just text in the word yes. If you're saying yes to Jesus, text in the word yes to our special number, and we'll send you a free, free ebook wherever you are, just to help you. 941-260-1321, and just say yes to Jesus. 941 260 1321. Hey, I love you guys. We appreciate you so much. I, I pray that the Lord will get us through this. I bless you in Jesus' name. Keep on parenting. Don't give up. Keep pressing forward. God's with you.